Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. I don't think in all the years I've been involved in the media and reporting and anchoring and all the rest of that, we've ever paid as much attention to inflation as we are lately. And for good reason. I, you know, in my career, we haven't seen inflation at rates like we've been uh, dealing with over the last several months. So we got the new numbers out yesterday. And the big headline number, right, the overall rate of inflation, year over year held steady at 6.9% in October. So the same as it was in September. So what does that mean? And then you start to pull that number apart, and there's so many other numbers within it, and uh, how will it affect interest rates, all the rest. You know we've been dealing with it for, well, like I say, several months now. So let's get into a bit and get some expert help here. Doug Porter is the chief economist at BMO Capital Markets, and he joins us now. Doug, thanks for your time. I appreciate you being here. Oh, it's my pleasure. Good morning. So, so, like I say, that big headline story, right? The, the, it, it's staying the same, 6.9%, same rate as the month before. Good news, bad news, expected, unexpected? What do you take away from that main number? So, overall, I thought it was slightly good news, you know, and, and, and we've got to take this step by step. There's no question about an inflation rate that's still close to 7% is, yeah. is way too high for, for anybody's comfort. But as a standalone number, I was actually mildly encouraged because in that month, gasoline prices across the country went up by 9% or a little bit more than 9% from the prior month. That's a big move. And when you take gasoline out of it, like you look beyond that, prices actually saw a pretty modest increase elsewhere uh, in, in the month. So we, we were actually bracing for a number uh, quite a bit above 7%, like 7.2%, 7.3%. So we, f- we found this a number to be mildly encouraging. At least, at least it looks like you know, non-gasoline prices are starting to move in the right direction. And, and that's the thing. Once you start to dig into those numbers, is in other months we've heard this is all being driven by this or that. In this case, it's gas prices once again, right? Coming up quite a bit through the month of October. Yeah, that's right. There, there were a couple other factors. I mean, it wasn't by no means was it only gasoline right. prices. Uh, for instance, property taxes. The the one month of the, uh, the year where Stats Canada surveys every city in the country and figures out how much uh, uh, property taxes went up in the year that gets recorded in the October. Oh, okay. Next last year. Last year, property taxes went up by 1.5%. This year, they went up by a, a little bit more than 3.5%. A pretty big step up, not, not nearly as high as overall inflation, but that, uh, that also played a little bit of a role in, uh, in, in keeping the inflation rate uh, at, at, at almost 7% in the latest month. Interesting. Okay, gas prices, of course, uh, one that affects everybody, um, and so do food prices, and there were some you know, uh, very marginal good news there, I guess. I mean, down to 10.1% in October from 103 in September, but still, that's astronomically high, isn't it? Oh, yeah. To me, this is the real problem area. And um, when when they talk about food prices, they're including restaurant meals in there as well. So, you know, fast food and that, that sort of thing. If you look at grocery prices alone, they're, they're actually up by 11% 
in the past year. That's actually slightly better than it was in uh, in, in the prior month. Uh, they were up 11.4 the month before. There, there actually are some prices that are starting to moderate a little bit. Believe it or not, meat prices are, are actually climbing down the mountain a little bit. Um, I mean, they're not rising nearly as quickly as they used to, but unfortunately, you know, and I think most all of it, most everyone's heard about the yeah, the run up in lettuce prices, yeah. uh, pasta prices. You know, anything related to grain, uh, and this is a global story. Uh, we we've seen a lot of you know strength in, in bakery products and cereals and and that sort of thing in pasta. Uh, that 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 obviously is is related to uh, to, to the war in Ukraine. Uh, that, and as well, the drought in the U.S. last year that's uh, that carried on a little bit in, into this year. We we had a great harvest here in Canada in the prairies this year, but um, globally it's still a tough situation in uh, in, in the grain market. Um, in terms of wages, that's the other piece that sometimes fits into this puzzle. We're seeing that they've gone up about 5.6%, which is behind the rate of inflation, but they're going up. I mean, how does that relationship typically work, and what does it tell us about where we might be in terms of the inflationary cycle? Well, you know, it's interesting. And this, uh, and, and by the way, I, I, I was listening to your comments at, at, at the start. I, I actually began working back in 1982 at, at the Bank of Canada, so I actually do remember. Oh, okay, you were around for it then. <laughs> and, and and I was uh, I was going to school in the, in the 70s, and then you know lived through that experience. Um, this is actually not that different from what we saw in the early stages of the 70s. In other words, you know that that was led by a big run up in in food and energy prices, and then slowly but surely, and, and it's perfectly understandable, of course, workers want to keep up with that. And so wages then follow about six to 12 months months later. And, you know, we are starting to slowly but surely see, you know, a lot of uh, labor market tension and conflict and, uh, and, and wages are starting to catch up. Um, and, you know, it's for obvious natural reasons that uh, that workers don't want to be left behind by uh, by inflation. Sure. So I, I think we're going to continue to see uh, you know quite a bit of pressure in the labor market and and some further upward pressure in uh, in wages. Ultimately, it comes down to the next number we're watching early in December. Of course, is the interest rate hike, and we know we've seen a massive increase in that over the course of the year. What does this mean for what the Bank of Canada might do in early December? Well, I think it does raise the uh, the, the chances that the, the the bank will hike rates by less than what they have been hiking. They already took a little bit of a step back in their latest uh, move, you know. Whereas the U.S. central bank has continued to rise or hike rates uh, by seventy five basis points or three quarters of a percent uh, each meeting. The bank can actually took a little bit of a step back, only, quote only hike by half a percent in their latest meeting. I, I the, the market is now starting to lean to the view that they might only go by a quarter. Oh, okay. Of a point in in December, we we still think it's it's a debate between uh, between a quarter and a half. Our our official call is actually for a half a point increase, but I I can see the argument for for just a quarter. And and some some have argued that's it. You know that's all the bank account is going to do. Our our view is they they still need to do a little bit more than that. Um, so for instance, the the Bank of Canada's main interest rate right now is three and three quarter percent. We think ultimately they're going to take that to four and a half percent. So three quarters of a percent higher than where we are today. When you say that's it, do you mean that's it just a quarter of a point this month and then we're done? Or do you mean there could be more in the future too early to tell? I mean, are we getting towards the end of this? So we, I, th- I think most forecasters do believe we're, we're getting close to the end of it. Okay. Um, our, our official view is that, that they'll eventually take it up to, to four and a half. So that would be three quarters of a percent. So this, this will not be the final hike, but there are, there are some voices out there who are, are saying, you know, that, that, that will be it, that, uh, that, that the bank will be, uh, finished hiking interest rates in December. I, I, I personally don't believe that. I think it's, it's too early. We haven't seen enough from permanent inflation just yet.
Gotcha. Okay. Uh, Doug, thank you so much. Uh, Great insight. I really appreciate you being with us today. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.